Welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy, and today we are talking about procrastination. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I have an amazing treat for you today, and she's a dear friend of mine, and also she's kind of like what can I call you? The procrastination guru or the time management master, (laughs) whatever we want to call her. Her name is Christina Roman, and she's going to be talking to us about procrastination today. So welcome, Christina. And why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself? Thank you so much for having me. I am pumped to be here and I will respond to any title that you want to give me. I'll just get all of it. Um, I always call myself a procrastination coach because procrastination is the number one topic that I talk about with my clients. But I also am a listener of your podcast. So I am not a teen, (laughs) but I listen religiously because I have some stuff to learn from you for sure. Thank you. So I have been a life coach for almost two years now, and I didn't set out to be a procrastination coach, but I just realized that it was something that so many people were struggling with, and I started studying it more and more, and now I'm obsessed with procrastination. So that's where we are today. Well, welcome. And I really do get so many requests on, okay, can you just do an episode on procrastination or help me manage my time better, or just, you know, help me with the anxiety of getting everything done and feeling overwhelmed. And so I'm like, okay, I know the perfect person to have on instead of me trying to answer (laughs) these questions, because sometimes I get sick of hearing myself on the podcast. Well, I'm so excited to be here and I love that people are asking you about this topic and I have to say there's a part of me that's almost jealous that people are learning this as teenagers. It's stuff that I took years to master on my own and so I'm like, I wish I had known this when I was a teen. So it's really fun to be here and be able to share about procrastination. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time and just like being so kind to share with the teens. So super sweet of you to be here. You guys, this is free advice, free help from Christina. So very, very kind of her to be here today because she is a busy woman. So (laughs) can we just kind of like dive in a little bit? And for those of you who don't even kind of know what procrastination is or kind of sometimes have like the wrong idea about what it even means. Can you explain it to us from your perspective? Like what would you define procrastination as? I just started defining it slightly differently recently. And I love this way of explaining procrastination. Procrastination is disagreeing with yourself about what you should be doing in any moment. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) Isn't that fun? So basically what I think about is that you have an opinion So for example, your opinion might be, I should be doing my homework, but you also have the opinion, Netflix sounds more fun right now, right? Or talking to my friends is more fun. Have two split opinions about what you should be doing with your time. And then instead of actually reconciling and having a conversation with yourself where you go, hey, okay, let me make an active decision about what I should be doing now. You hang out in that in-between land where you're kind of relaxing, but not fully because you're feeling probably a little bit guilty about what you 
should be doing. That totally makes sense because a lot of teens I work with, they're like, I don't choose to do my homework, right? And I choose to end up like playing video games instead or doing something with my friends. But even while I'm with my friends, I'm still thinking about what I'm supposed to be doing or what I need to be doing. So it's not like it ever goes away and you just can't relax or be in the present moment when you kind of have that in the back of your head of like, okay, I need to get this done. It's exactly what all my clients say too. So I had a client who described it as the dim switch. So she was like, it's like a light. It's not fully on. It's not energized lighting the room, but it's not off and fully conserving energy. She's like, I just feel like I'm on dim all the time. I'm draining energy in all these different directions, but I'm not enjoying myself in the process. So yeah, anyone who's struggling with the procrastination is not alone. Um, This is a really common thing. Yeah. Okay. So how do you know if you're procrastinating? I think it's exactly what you just said. If you check in with yourself throughout the day and you have a thought that you should be doing something that you're not currently doing, that's probably procrastination. So that's the most obvious form, but I also want people to be aware of the, what I call the sneaky ways that procrastination comes into the mix. So if you spend a ton of time making decisions and you're always feeling confused and you're like spinning out on what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? That can be a form of procrastination. So basically where you're, I call it hemming and hawing. Or another form of procrastination can be when you're second guessing yourself a lot. So you make a decision and then you constantly second guess that decision. Mm -hmm. That's a form of procrastination. The other thing, I'll give two more examples from my clients, which might connect with some of your your listeners. One is what we call in my business, procrasta-learning. And it's basically where you're out there and you're always reading and listening to a million podcasts and you're like just trying to get more and more information instead of actually going out and applying the knowledge that you already have. Procrastinating. Procrastinating. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So you're just kind of like delaying the action. Yeah. So the, an example for a listener might be like, you have a paper to write and technically you already have all the sources that you need, but your brain's like, I need more. I need more. I need more. So you spend all this time researching and researching instead of actually just writing your paper. Yeah. Because researching that's a little bit easier than actually writing, <laughs> writing the paper. It's way less scary to research than it is to put your own words on paper. So it totally makes sense. If you like give your brain a little bit of understanding, of course, you're going to prioritize learning more over writing because it's less scary. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Just, and I just think it's important to be like, okay, and recognize, okay, yeah, this is what my brain is doing. Kind of like me the other day where I was working on one of my podcasts and I was like, Hmm. I think I want to get my master's. So I'm like, instead of writing my podcast, I think I'm going to go research on (laughs) what I need to do to get my master's and how much it's going to cost and all the classes I'm going to take, which makes sense because my brain's like, oh, this podcast is a little bit hard to write. I love it. And I love your awareness. And so I would encourage anyone is notice the thing that happens right before you go off and do something else. Right. And so you were very aware of this right before you went and started researching about your master's. I imagine you hit a point in your podcast that you were like, it's hard. And then your brain wants an escape route. And that's where procrastination kicks in. 
Right. And I think that that escape route with teens so often is their phone or like, let me check my messages or let me scroll through social media or anything to distract me from what I have to do in the moment. Yeah. Can I give an example of that? That might be helpful for people. Yes, please. So I want you to think about the cycle of reaching for your phone. So I work with a lot of clients too, who it's the phone, right? The phone's always there. It's always on. It's always a source of distraction. And so when clients come to me, they say, they're like, I just reached for my phone. I don't even know I'm doing it. It's so mindless and it's so automatic. And so I want to just give everyone listening, if you do want to spend a little less time procrastinating, start noticing when your hand reaches for your phone and catch yourself right there. Like before you even pick up your phone, just tell yourself, oh, I'm reaching for my phone right now. And ask yourself, what am I trying to get? And your answer might be, oh, I'm trying to get connection or I'm trying to get distraction or fun, or I might want to go to TikTok, which is my thing recently. (laughs) And I just want like excitement. And so just that act of pausing, noticing when you're reaching for your phone to distract yourself and then being like, okay, what am I trying to get here? Fun. I know awareness. <laughs> right. I'm trying to get fun. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to get fun because whatever I'm doing is not fun right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then if you want to take it to the advanced level, you can start asking yourself, what if what I'm doing right now actually could be fun? Right. So in your example, what if recording my podcast could actually be more fun? than researching my master's. How could that be true? And then your brain gets to work coming up with interesting ideas. Yeah, that's a really, really big mind shift for sure. The other day I was like, I want to be on a beach in Mexico, but right now I'm in 30 degree weather in North Carolina, not the same at all. And so I was like, let me just play a game with myself. How can being here where I am right now be as fun as being on a beach in Mexico? How could that be true? And then my brain just got to work making my workday way more fun. So I didn't want to procrastinate because what I was doing was fun. So did you put like your bikini on and like turn up the heat? I didn't put a bikini on, but I did put on high heels and that was fun. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That sounds fun. (laughs) It was goofy, but it worked. (laughs) Okay. One thing that I run into with the teens that I'm working is this is what I hear a lot. They say this phrase, I'm a procrastinator. Okay. And so is that phrase helpful to like recognize, okay, I'm putting things off or is that phrase kind of like labeling yourself in a way that, you know, I'm just a procrastinator and I wait till the last minute to get it done. So I'm not going to do it right now. Like what, what do you think about that? Yeah. I really love that question. And I think it's both. I call labeling yourself a passing through point. And what I mean by that is sometimes it's really helpful in the beginning to say, oh, I'm a procrastinator. That's why I've been doing what I've been doing. Or another example with my clients is I'm a perfectionist. That's why I've been doing what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And it helps you understand yourself on a new level. But if you keep reinforcing that story, like I'm a procrastinator, I'm a perfectionist, that's just who I am, then it stops being as helpful and it starts just becoming a reinforcing self-perpetuating belief. And so my solution that I teach my clients is what I call the one word magic trick. Okay. (laughs) Let's hear about the one word magic trick. (laughs) This is my favorite. And my clients always like adopt this half sarcastically, half not. And it is historically. So what you do is at the beginning of the sentence, we'll just take, I'm a procrastinator. 
you just tack on the word historically. Historically, I've been a procrastinator. And what that does is it gives your brain a little bit of space from the label of being a procrastinator. So it's like, okay, yeah, that's how I've been in the past, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's how I'm going to be in the future. So historically. Historically. Oh, I love that. I can use that on a lot of things. Yes. (laughs) Not just being a procrastinator. Yes. But yeah, it just kind of teases apart and opens up that little pathway for your brain to be like, oh, maybe there is that tiny little possibility that I could be something else. Like maybe I'm not a procrastinator. Like maybe I really can get this done in time or get it done and then enjoy something else because it is done. Totally. That's exactly right. It's like, I call it wiggle room. It gives your brain just a little bit of breathing room and wiggle room to be like, okay, there are other options here. Okay. I kind of want to know your top three tips for teens who want to stop procrastinating because I get asked a lot, how do I not procrastinate? What do I need to do? What are some things that can help me not procrastinate? Because in my coaching and in my working with teens, they don't want to procrastinate. They don't want to constantly have like that project or that homework assignment hanging over their heads. They want to be able to like enjoy things and be in the moment and feel relief and feel good because they have their stuff done. Yeah. I think that that's a really good segue into my first tip, which is to make a decision ahead of time about when you want to get your work done. And what I always say to my clients is your decision could be I want to get it done right before the deadline. Now, a lot of people will tell you that that's not okay. Like you shouldn't be a person who does things right before the deadline. But my opinion is that's totally okay as long as that's your choice. So let's say, for example, it's Monday and you have an assignment due on Friday. You could just say, I'm the person who gets it done Friday afternoon, but that's totally fine because I'm going to spend Monday through Friday relaxing. Or you could say, I'm the person who gets it done Monday. And then after it's done on Monday, then I relax. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter. I think that's the most important tip is there's no right or wrong here. It's just making an active decision about when you want to get things done. Right. Okay. So it doesn't have to be done early, not to be like a quote unquote procrastinator. Like you can do it an hour before it's due as long as that's intentional. And that doesn't mean that you're a procrastinator. I love that. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, totally. You summed it up so well. And the question I would ask is just, when do I want to get it done? When do I want to get it done and have that time frame in my brain and know, okay, that's when I'm going to get it done so that I don't have to keep worrying about it. Like that's the time I set aside to get it done. Yeah. Tip two, are we on to tip two or are we still on tip one? <laughs> I'm ready for tip two. Okay. <laughs> me too. <laughs> tip two is to carve out dedicated time to do whatever you want to work on and commit to being fully focused just on that thing during that time block. So I call this getting into a deep work state. And what will happen during that time? So let's say you carve out 60 minutes. During that 60 minutes, your brain will rebel. And what I mean by that is your brain will be like, what about this? What about that? What I should do this? Oh, I thought of something else that's important. Maybe I should go talk to my parents. Maybe my sibling is doing something that's distracting, right? Your brain will try to find ways to not be focused on the thing that's right in front of you. And so your job in that 60 minutes is just to watch your brain freak out and bring it back to the present moment. And I have a lot of clients who call this basically, it's like a form of meditation. It's just the art of redirecting your focus to one thing over and over and over again. 
But when you expect your brain to freak out, then you're not mad about it. You're like, oh, my brain's just doing brain things. Yeah. But I can still refocus. I just feel like that's so unfair. <laughs> that the brain does brain things. <laughs> the brain does brain things. Like it's like when we sit down to concentrate on something, like why can't we just concentrate on it? Why does our brain like have to fight us and have to like get distracted and like want to go do other things? Like what is the deal with that? You know, I heard this explained really well recently and I was like, I'm going to start saying, I'm going to start repeating this. The brain naturally goes to what's most interesting. That's just the way the brain's wired. And that goes back to our earlier conversation, which is, yeah, your brain's going to go to TikTok if it thinks TikTok's more fun than your homework assignment. So your job is to make your homework assignment more interesting than TikTok, right? Your job is to intentionally make the things in front of you more interesting if you want to harness the power of your brain. But I don't know why it's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) It just seems like so counterintuitive. Like we want to get it done. We don't want to worry about it. But yet, like when we sit down to do it, our brain's like, oh, what's over here? What's over there? Or I think somebody's calling my name. Yeah. Or my phone's vibrating, even though it's on silent. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just find that fascinating. I do too. And I just think of it as building a muscle where I'm like, yeah, you're not going to walk into a gym and lift the biggest weights. So you can expect to go into a focused work block and be completely focused for 60 minutes straight when your brain's not used to that. So your job is just to lean in to your brain, being a brain and build your focus muscle. Okay. So it's something that you have to practice with. hundred percent. Teens that call themselves procrastinators now, like there's hope, like it's just a muscle that they have to keep working on and focusing on and like kind of teaching their brain to stay in that state of work and be doing that homework, even though the homework may not be interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes we just can't make homework interesting. Maybe. I don't know, but just, just kind of like making that brain focus on it and really practicing it and getting it stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. Everything you just said, and I'll just tack this on is it's also about learning to sell yourself on why it's more compelling to do the thing that's in front of you than it is to do something else. So I've said that in other words, like it's about making your homework more interesting than TikTok. I really think it's valuable to be like, I can sell myself on why this is important. Yeah, well, and one of the things that um, that I teach the teens that I'm working with that are struggling with procrastination, one of the best ways to get them or sell themselves on what they want to get done is a feeling. And a lot of times that feeling is motivation and the motivation to get it done is just because, okay, how will I feel when I'm done with this project? How I feel once I've completed it and can enjoy whatever I want to enjoy or go do stuff with my friends, that motivation and that feeling usually is like relief or just a calmness or a peace, because once I get it done, that's how I'm going to feel. And sometimes that is just enough motivation to be able to get something done is okay. How am I going to feel when I'm done? Absolutely. Uh, You touched on a thing that I spend a lot of time with my clients on, which is that idea of generating productive feelings on demand. So I always think of it like you can pull up Netflix and you can have any show at your fingertips at any time. And you can think of your feelings the same way. So in your example, if you're like, I want to feel motivated right this second, all you have to do is practice thinking motivating thoughts. So your example is perfect. Like after this, 
I'm going to feel amazing and relieved. Yeah. Is that motivating to me? Does that get me into action? Awesome. Let's go. And I actually use that tool a lot. (laughs) That's one of the things where I'm like, if I just get this done, then I can enjoy the rest of my day. And that's enough motivation for me to get things done. Like once I record this podcast with you, I'm going to feel so good because it's done. And then I get to do something else. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, I think it's that, but I also would encourage you as like, okay, the feeling of being done is amazing, but Also, why was recording the podcast so amazing, right? And then your brain can be like, well, it's all these teens who are going to learn about procrastination. And it's all like a fresh new perspective on procrastination that people haven't thought about before. And maybe then everyone listening is going to go tell their friends about it. And it's just like, I love to stay in that space where my brain's like, let me just imagine all the possibility and the ripple effect of everything that I do in my day-to-day life. How is it going to ripple out into an incredible world? Right. And when I think of teens and I think of them like getting into that space, it really is kind of like, oh my gosh, I have a book. I have the internet. How cool is it that I get to learn this stuff? How neat is it that I get to get an education? I know how to read and I'm learning how to learn. And just kind of the whole world that opens up to kids and adults and teens when they really can get in that place of, oh my gosh, learning is amazing. And what an opportunity this is to be able to learn whatever it is I'm learning right now. I love that. And I always think about the compound effect, which is I'm like, the more focus I have, the more focus I have, right? It's like the more energy I have, the more energy I have. Every time that I'm leaning into those positive, motivating thoughts, it all just feeds off of itself. And I put that out in the world, I get it back. And it's just, it creates a really positive feedback cycle. I'm going to adopt that. (laughs) Like how amazing is it that I get to be doing whatever it is I'm doing instead of like stressing about it. So that's super cool. Okay. Tip three. Tip three is back to the emotions piece. So you mentioned like 50% of what I teach my clients. I teach two different concepts related to feelings. One is what you said is like generating productive feelings on demand, motivation, commitment, dedication, energized, those kinds of feelings. And the other 50% of feelings is letting yourself really feel the negative emotion that you might not want to feel. So for example, frustration comes up a lot with my clients. If you're working on something new, maybe it kind of feels hard and daunting, you might get frustrated. And instead of running from that frustration, we'll use the example again of reaching for your phone, what would happen if you just sit with the frustration in your body and you're like, I'm really frustrated right now and it's okay. I don't need to hide from it. I can keep going. Yeah. Or overwhelm's a perfect example too. Okay. So that happens to me a lot. And then I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, I need help. (laughs) And my mind like goes into this spiral of like, I can't get it done. I'm too overwhelmed. I'm stuck, you know? And so you're saying to kind of like, just lean into it, be like, okay, yeah, I'm overwhelmed and that's okay. Yeah. Like I'm overwhelmed. Oh, that's because I'm working on a lot of things right now. Of course I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Now, what am I going to do about it? Right. One of my favorite questions is two words. Now what? Yeah, I'm overwhelmed. Now what? I'm frustrated. Now what? My brain goes into, okay, I need to hire this person and this person and this person. (laughs) 
because I can't get it all done. Where if I just like were able to calm down my brain and be like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like, let me just sit with it for a little bit. My brain doesn't like hyperventilate and go into like all these like problem solving solutions. So yeah, really just kind of sitting with it. I love that. Yeah. And just like expecting again, expecting that your brain is going to rebel and it's going to freak out. And that's totally normal. And you're still in control. Well, and also I just think it's valuable to point out that feeling overwhelmed and feeling stressed out and feeling anxious, that's a part of being a human being. And those feelings sometimes are really helpful for us. I just think it's really neat to be like, oh, my body is feeling stress right now because it wants me to get this done. How cool is that? That my body is able to like stress out a little bit and be like, okay, let's get things done. Let's move faster. Let's think faster. Like that is an amazing piece of our body. That is like really, really cool. I love that. Yeah. I love that perspective. I'll use another example too. I wrote a post. I was feeling really frustrated the other day and I was like, okay, I can either be really frustrated or I can use my frustration for something valuable. And so I sat down, I was super frustrated and I wrote this whole blog post to send to my clients and it was all about frustration. And so it was like, I just channeled my negative emotion into something productive. Yeah. And and to your point, like you can channel your stress into something productive. Right. Well, and I talk about that with anxiety too, with my clients is like, you can really use your brain for anxiety or you can use it for creativity. It's strong energy going either place, but you get to channel where that energy goes. And even with procrastination, like you can use that stress to constantly be thinking about what you need to do while you're not doing it. Uh (laughs) Or you can use that stress and channel it to like, just get it done or schedule it out or just know when you're going to do it. Yeah. I love that. What you just said about it's energy flowing either way. So you get to decide where the energy flows And like, yeah, why not have it flow into creativity? It's uncomfortable either way too. It's uncomfortable because you're not getting it done. And then it's uncomfortable if you do do it. Which one are you going to choose? Yep. Two different forms of discomfort, but one gets you the results that you want. If that's what you want, hopefully, right? Yeah. (laughs) We hope that the want is to, you know, get it done so that you don't have to feel like that dread or I feel like procrastination is kind of like a heavy feeling. Is there anything else that you would recommend or say to teenagers that are having a hard time procrastinating and managing their time? Yes. My other favorite tip, it's so simple, but it will change so many things. It's do, dump, delegate, delay. If you have like an email inbox or if you have a to-do list or you have a weekly schedule, whatever list of things that your brain's like, I have to do all of it. I want you to just think like there's only four options here. Do, dump, delegate, delay. And it just simplifies everything. So I have all my clients work through this process. You can have things that you go, okay, I'm for sure going to get it done this week. Now let me figure out when I'm going to make it happen. The dump is you're just like, listen, it's not a priority anymore. Or maybe it was a priority for something else, but I don't want to do it. And I'm not going to do it. And just owning that decision. You can delay, which is just, you're like, I'm going to postpone this for a month or two months. You can think of it, some people call it like parking lotting it, just putting it in a space and forgetting about it for the time being, but knowing you'll come back to it. And then uh, delegating is like, I'm just going to assign this to someone else. I'm not sure who people have in their lives that they can delegate to, but it's definitely an option worth exploring. 
Right. Yeah. And I love that fourth one because I think a lot of times we forget that that's an option. You don't have to do everything (laughs) that you think you have to do. Like help is available. You can ask somebody or be like, Hey mom, can you pick up this for me? Moms and parents are always willing to help. They just need to know what they can do or what you want them to do. So yes, delegating. I think that one is amazing. Like we forget that that's an option. Yeah. I think my favorite is probably delaying because I'm like, okay, it's something that's important to me, but I just don't want to do it right now. I don't have the capacity right now. And so I, if I delay it, the key on all of these four options is that you're making an intentional decision. And when you make that intentional decision, then your brain just automatically relaxes, Mm -hmm. right? Your brain just has the thought like it's taken care of. We're good. Yeah. We've decided. Okay. So just kind of making a conscious decision that helps your brain calm down. Totally. Okay. I am so appreciative of you coming on today and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with us. How can we find more about you? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is again, one of my favorite topics and I'm happy to pass on any tips if anyone wants to reach out to me. Um, if you just go to peakcoaching.co, so that's P-I-Q-U-E coaching.co slash 10, the number 10 minute win. That is my free guide. And it's actually a lot of what we talked about today, but it's just four steps on how to get through procrastination. So peakcoaching.co slash 10 minute win. Okay, cool. So I'll put that in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Take care. If you are interested in any of my one-on-one coaching programs for teens and their parents, please visit my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com.